Why don't we stand up? I just want to, I want us to be in that place, even as we give up our offering, just to receive from the Lord right now. Do you know, he's been so powerfully with us this morning, and I, I, I just kind of feel he wants to take the lid off us a little bit. Do you know, I, I, forgive me, guys, I just feel we've had the lid on a little bit. And I feel the Lord says, I'm worthy of your best. And, and, and the truth is that some of you cheered more when England won against Wales than you did when the Lord broke in this morning and said, I want to set the addicts free. And there's no condemnation with that, but there is freedom in the spirit for you to live in a place where you enjoy and celebrate his goodness. Come on, church, we have to celebrate his goodness. We have to celebrate his goodness. And, you know, if we ever get tired of hearing of lost people getting saved, of addicted people being set free, then may the Lord deal with us because he is worthy. And, Lord, I want to pray right now. Let the fire fall. Let the fire fall. Whoa, Lord, let the fire fall right now. Lord Jesus, I want to pray. Release your presence in greater measure. We want to see more people phoning up from places like Huntingdon and Bedford because I need to know Jesus, because I need to find out how my life can get turned around. God, I want to pray right now. Light the fire. Light the fire. Light the fire. I just want to reiterate a word we've already had this morning. He sees the hidden ones. And some of you feel today you're hidden away. He sees the hidden ones. He loves the hidden ones. He touches the hidden ones. He sets you free even now. Even now in the name of Jesus. Whoa, thank you. If you're a hidden one here, you, you, you know who you are. He sees you. He's clocked you. He's always been with you. He loves you. He releases you. He just brings favour upon you right now. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I, I'm so grateful for the freedom that you bring. And Lord, I want to pray right now, whilst we have breath, whilst we have freedom, we're going to raise a hallelujah to you. We're going to say you are worthy. You are worthy of our best. You are worthy of our praise. Lord, we're going to give a shout for our nation today. We're going to say, Lord Jesus, pour out your spirit on our land. Lord Jesus, right now, release your fire on our nation. Lord Jesus, rescue the lost. Lord Jesus, let the hallelujahs be heard in every distant place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Wow. And Lord, I want to thank you for the declarations of your word. Thank you for reading that psalm to us today. No pestilence, no, no disease, nothing, no scheme of hell, no plan of man can ever pluck us from his hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we just want to pray right now. Lord, we, we know you're the Lord of nations, but we cry out now and say that this coronavirus be thwarted in your mighty name. 
Lord, we don't fear. We trust in you, but we say, spirit, break out. And just stop this virus in its tracks. Jesus, we say, let fear be dispelled. Let your people be at the heart of this solution. Jesus, that's what we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Wow, gosh. Amen. Wow. Amen. Why don't you take your seats? I've got to preach now. Which is great news. (laughs) Hey, we're just going to get uh, into the word in a moment. Look, I've had an amazing time in Colombia. I just want to say to you the fire is still burning. Um, Just some highlights. We got to um, meet with the pastors. Um, just did, and with Pastor Ricardo, Pastor Patricia, uh, Pastor Juan Sebastian, and Anna Maria. And um, amongst the many things of just receiving again something of the visitation of the Holy Spirit, which was just incredible, we also we felt as though the Lord deepened a relationship with these guys. And I, I, just, I just want to ask you to pray, because... They want to come to the UK, and they want to come and be with us, okay? Now, we've got to work out the details. There's, there's my brother Steve in Leicester, and there's us here in Bedford, but they want to be with us, and they, but they're looking at the end of November as the possibility for them to come. Now, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of unknowns, but I want you to pray. Um, just the generosity of those guys towards us, they love us. They genuinely do. They pray for us. They're praying for us here in Bedford. You know, church of 100,000 people, they're praying for us here in Bedford. They are just, they're just so generous. And I just know that God has joined something here. And it was just a privilege, just a privilege to spend time with them. Whilst we're there at a prayer meeting, one of their prayer vigils, 15,000 people at a prayer meeting. I've never been at a prayer meeting like that. 15,000 people. And um, just the joy, the release, we got called upon the stage and they prayed for us. And boy, wow, I tell you what, just the fire of God stirred again. And, I, and, I, and I, what I realise, what I realise, church, is that things have changed here. Because you see, what I noticed there was that we've got some of that here. Okay, they're living in a, in a measure and a degree that we're still kind of looking to get into, I guess. But we have changed and the Holy Spirit has done a great thing here. And so I just want to encourage you, keep pressing in. That's what was stoked in me. Keep pressing in, don't back off. And then on Sunday, we had this amazing uh, time again at the second meeting, just 25,000 people there. And, uh, you know, just, just people saved and people healed. One of the most amazing stories was of a, of a, of a girl who had got multiple sclerosis, And three weeks before, she'd been prayed for. And God had clearly met with her. And uh, as they do at this church, they sent her off for the doctors to check it out, make sure it was all sorted before the Lord. And they got the results there the Sunday we were there. Got all the papers, everything. This girl has been completely healed of multiple sclerosis. Completely healed of multiple sclerosis. And I, I just want you to know... 
That's what God wants to do, okay? It's not just there. He's the God of all the earth. And so we get the privilege of playing our part in that. And I, I, I could tell some more highlights. Look, tonight, come to Pursuing God. We're, <laughs> we'll get some more time to unpack it then. But just thank you for your prayers. And, and I just want to encourage you. We're going after him. We're going after him. Okay. Okay, let's just uh, <laughs> let's get into God's word. We're, we're, we're going to read from John chapter 17. We're, we're continuing our series Looking at uh, the closing chapters of John's Gospel, I don't know how much I'm going to get to do this morning, but these are verses that take Jesus to the cross. They're verses that that seem raised victorious from the dead. You see, if he's just a dead saviour, it's a great well-meaning act, but it has no power. But if he's raised from life, raised to life, he is the king of all the earth. And we also see in these verses, how Jesus prepares his followers, prepares his friends, and therefore he prepares us. He prepares them for the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon them and dwell within them. And from that place, to send them out to do the mission that Jesus began. And you know, we've read these verses from John 20, but we know that as the Father has sent Jesus, so he sends us. So all the things that Jesus got to do, guess what? His followers get to do as well. Hallelujah. And we read, and then he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And it's in the power of the Spirit that we get to do these things. That's how it all continues. That's what John leads us to. And the Lord has Spoken, He has declared revival over us, over our land, over our town, over the nation. And we believe that not just are we anticipating that, but I even dare to say this, that the first flames have been ignited. So I'm not praying for revival to come anymore. I'm praying for revival to be stoked. I'm praying for revival to be stirred up on a greater measure. Because that is the promise of God to us. And you know what? When he, when he sends ripples in one nation now, it touches the earth. We, we, we live in a very strange time, don't we? You know, anything that happens in a nation gets to the other nations. Well, if that's true with things like coronavirus, what can happen with the gospel? What can happen with a move of the Spirit? If a fire starts here, watch out for a furnace in the ends of the earth because that's the way that God works so I'm believing these things and so as we get into this passage let's just have a look I'm just going to read the first five verses because I'm not going to get into the rest of it but John chapter 17 let's just read I tell you what this is just amazing words so Jesus has been with his friends in the room He's been washing their feet. He's been telling them about the Spirit. And then he starts his walk to the Garden of Gethsemane, takes his friends with him. And, of course, they're troubled. Of course, they're concerned. But Jesus is with them. He's reassuring them. And we read in verse 17, After Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, 
The time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. I want to encourage you to read the rest of this prayer. It's just awesome. It's powerful. I almost feel, actually, I just need to take my shoes off. In fact, I kind of feel I need to do that. You know, I just, it's just so holy that we're touching these words of Jesus. But you know, as, as I do this, I want you to realize that what Jesus was doing was setting a model for us. This is actually a model of how we should pray. And I don't know whether you picked this up, but what Jesus was teaching us is that at the heart of every prayer, listen, at the heart of every prayer, there has to be the glory of God. I don't know what your prayers are like. I don't know how you pray. I know that if I was in the position that Jesus was in, I'd be very focused on me. He knew he was going to die. He knew that just in literally moments after this, he was going to be arrested. He knew that Judas, one of his friends, one of those who he'd shared bread with, he'd shared his life with, was going to come and betray him. He knew that he was then going to step into the most cruel and, and tortuous death that you could know. He knew this. And yet, he didn't pray, Father, deliver me. He says, be glorified. Your will be done. Not mine, but yours. Yeah, we know in the garden later he would pray, Lord, if there is another way, then Lord, let it be. But Lord, not my will, your will. And what he prays here is, Lord, be glorified. If I'm going to die, send me to my death for your glory so that you'd be lifted high. Yes, Lord, I know you're going to glorify me in this. I know I am going to be lifted high and people will see me as the saviour of the world, but I want this for you to be glorified. You see, Jesus can pray that because he's God. If he was just man, he couldn't say, glorify me with the glory that I had before the world. He couldn't do that. But because he's God, because he's powerful, because he's mighty, but he's also fully human, He's laid aside his majesty. He's laid aside all that was his so that he could serve us. And he says, send me to the cross now so that you can be glorified. Oh, and that you can rescue all those who are far away. He's just saying, be glorified. Be glorified. I, I just want to ask you, what do you pray about? What do you pray? What fills the content of your prayers? Look, it's okay that we can pray 
about the stuff. It's okay that we can pray about the things that we have going on in our life. But you know what? It has to lead to the glory of God. You see, our prayers are not meant to be about us. Our prayers are to be caught up with him. And I so love what Jesus does here. See, this is the real Lord's prayer. It's about him. It's about him. And why does Jesus pray about glory? You know, it's a strange thing, isn't it? But if you read throughout the whole of the scriptures, the very reason for everything existing The very reason for life itself, the very reason why you are here, the very reason why this whole universe is there, is for the glory of God. If you want to know the ultimate motive, the ultimate purpose of everything in the whole of creation, it is the glory of God. And so if you are never ever concerned about the glory of God. It's not something that ever comes into your mind. It's not something that you think about. You have missed the purpose of why you were made. So if your glory is found in following a football team, if your glory is found in earning a living that will actually make you wealthy, there's nothing wrong with that. But if the glory of God is not found in that, you have missed it. Do you know, we can even have good things that God gives for us. Families, we can have friendships, we can have all the beauty that God wants us to enjoy. But if it's not for his glory, we've missed the purpose. I want to ask you the question, how is your life a reflection of his glory? Sometimes we think of glory as being this sort of kind of abstract thing. You know, it's kind of, we, we attach it on to the end of prayers. For your glory. We even put it into mission statements. For the glory of God in Bedford and beyond. No, no, no. It's not just something that's up there. The glory of God is what we get to experience and live in. Jesus is praying, Lord, I want them to see my glory. I want them to know your glory. I want them to live in our glory. Do you know what, church? Every one of you here, you were made, you were designed to live in the glory of God. When we live in the glory of God, we get changed. We get transformed by his presence. You see, the glory of God is not, is not a lack of substance. It is the very essence, the very substance of life itself. In his presence, there is life. In his glory, we encounter God in his amazing diversity and amazing power and amazing substance. In the Old Testament, the word for glory is the Hebrew word kabod. And and, and it has this meaning of weight or heaviness. 
There's substance to it. It's not kind of airy-fairy. If you stepped into the kabod, you would be on your knees and you would be on the ground. You'd be worshipping the living God because he was present. And when Jesus came, it said that he came and lived amongst us. And John says, we beheld his glory. The glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. In Jesus, all the fullness of God's glory is found. And that's what Jesus is asking in this passage, that they would see, they would see the glory because they need to live in the glory. And when the glory is present, things start to happen. Lives get transformed. People get healed from multiple sclerosis. Captives get set free from addictions. People who are far away are brought near. People in Hunstanton or Huntington or wherever it is, both places need saving, by the way, they come to acknowledge that they need a saviour when the glory starts to come. And I just know that we need to understand that this glory is now available through the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus has said, I'm going back to the Father, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to bring one just like me one who is containing all the glory, all the, the fullness of what is in the Father and the Son. And he's going to bring it and he's going to come to you and he's going to be with you and he's going to be in you and you're going to live in glory. Not your glory, my glory. And when that glory is on you, it's going to change everything. And church... That's what we're after in this season. The glory of God. The glory that is found in Jesus. The glory that is found in the Father. To be manifest amongst us through the Holy Spirit. So that we see our town transformed. Do you know, I, I, I'm so grateful that my brother's here. Dan, come here. Come here. Because we get to do this in a town with brothers and sisters in many congregations. And, you know, we want to be carriers of his glory. Yes. We want to see every church in this town yes. filled with the glory yes. of God. Yes. We want to pray right now that every congregation that owns the name of Jesus, that knows Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, Hallelujah. will be filled yes. with his glory yes. right now. That's Hallelujah. what we want to pray. We want to pray for miracle signs and wonders Wonder. to flow. Yes, yes. We want to pray for a revelation of truth to set the captives free. We want to pray for men and women, even here this morning, who know that they are, they're not connected to this glory right now to come into relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, just bless you, my brother. Bless you, my brother. Bless you. Every time we taste 
of the glory of God. It is an invitation for us to go deeper. Every time we see a healing, it says there's more. Every time we see someone saved, we say there's a family behind that that needs to be saved. Every time we see a family saved, we know there's a street that needs to be transformed. You see, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18, that we are being transformed from one degree of glory to another, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And so there's depths of glory for us to step into. What Jesus was talking about is you step into this and you go deeper and you go deeper and you go deeper. And that's what we want. And I just want to say to you, if you have somehow stopped in your hunger and your thirst for more of the glory of God, this is an invitation this morning for you to get stoked up and stirred again. Just what David was saying about the fire, about the pure, the fire being stoked in you. Glory. Live in the glory. And what does that look like? Well, it means that every day, you get to welcome his glory into your life. Show me your glory. I've read that somewhere in the Bible. It's a good prayer. It's what Moses prayed. Show me your glory. Let me live in your glory. Every morning, I told you this since I came back from Colombia nearly two years ago, I have prayed, Holy Spirit, welcome. Holy Spirit, come and bring Jesus into every part. Holy Spirit, I want to know your glory. Holy Spirit, I want to go deeper. Holy Spirit, I want everything that you have. I want your life. I want your blessing. And not just for me. I want to then give it away. Because you see, glory is to be is to be manifest, it's to be shown, it's to be declared. We cannot just be a glory carrier and not show that. And the whole thing about being glory carriers is that we get to let the glory loose wherever we go. And that's why it's so important what we're talking about with getting out on the streets, about being in the places where people are so that we get to release that glory wherever we are. I'm loving what you're doing, Dave. Can I just encourage you? You know, I, I realise that sometimes it comes in all shapes and sizes, doesn't it? And isn't that great? Because there's no one package. But we all live in the glory. We all live in the glory. And I just want to... I've got so much more on my notes. Oh, I wanted to talk about, about how... We get protected in the name. I want to talk about how we live in unity together. Maybe we'll get to do that another time. But I just feel maybe the Lord's just stopped us at this point for his glory. And maybe that's where we need just to kind of take some time now to respond. I want to encourage you to stand up. Perhaps our musicians, you could just come and just get ready. I... The glory of God is the invisible God 
being manifest amongst us in ways of power, in presence and transformation. And he's here right now. And he's here right now. He's here, the glory. Lord, show us your glory. Show us your glory. I just want to invite you, if you're, if you're hungry for more of his glory, come on, come and stand with me or come and kneel with me here at the front. Come on. Let's just be those who are hungry for more of his glory. Because you see, this is why we were made. We were made to live in the glory of God, that he would get glorified even more. Holy Spirit, will you just come and rest on us with the glory of Jesus and the glory of the Father and just bring that glory into our midst and into our lives. Will you touch us again with the fire and the passion for your name, for you to be magnified in all the earth? Lord, thank you that your purpose is that the whole earth will be filled with a knowledge of your glory as the waters covered the sea. I want to pray right now. Set a fire in us that cannot be contained. I pray, Lord, let this invitation to go deeper and deeper with you. May we go deeper every day. May this weight, this kabod, this heaviness of your presence rest on us, but it releases us into joy and into overflow of works that bring glory to your name. Lord, I want to pray miracle signs and wonders. I want to pray for salvations in abundance. I want to pray, Lord, that eternal life in knowing Jesus would break out in every place. God, I want to pray even for those that we currently are kind of seeing on our Alpha courses or in different places. I want to pray life to be born in the very midst of their lives. Lord Jesus, I want to pray, set captives free. Let your glory set the captives free. I want to pray that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And you know, I, I, I can't even whilst we're on our knees and it's okay you know this may be a perfect time for you if if you're here this morning and and you know that you don't know eternal life yeah you know about Jesus but you've not received him personally you don't know him you don't know this glory then I I want to invite you because you see he died for you in that moment so that in this moment you could come to life what he did then bears fruit now and wherever you are I want to invite you to come and put your hand in the hand of Jesus the Saviour and if you've never done that I'm going to ask you to do something incredibly brave I'm going to ask you to get out of your chair and I'm going to ask you to come to the front and just to say I want to live my life now for the glory of Jesus I want to know eternal life I want to know what it is to know him and the Father that Jesus talked about and the Holy Spirit which he sends now into every believer. I want to invite you to come. If that's you, just come right now. I want to greet you. I want to welcome you home as you come. Come. Come to him right now.
come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray that out of this morning, there would be fresh fires of glory ignited. And we pray that your kingdom would come on earth in all its glory as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's worship.